Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the message of Islam and to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with one goal so we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and during the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during the life of the Khulafa al-Rashidin during the implementation of Islam the real life examples for us to go and learn from and take it as a lead for us on how we go and conduct and live our, our life. How do we go and look at things, view things and act and react to these things? An example that came to my mind based on recent issues that are happening in the Muslim world is the example of in Ghazwat Tabuk. And you might have heard the story and listened to the story of Ka'b ibn Malik, Al-Mukhallafoon al-Thalath, the three ones who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the wealth, gave them the health, gave them the mind. They believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They believed in the message of Islam. They believed in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But when Ghazwa tabuk came where the Prophet ﷺ commanded every Muslim who was able and capable to join him and go and fight the Romans. Three who were able and capable, among the best who were able and capable, they excused themselves and they did not join. Ka'b ibn Malik is one of them. Ayat in the Quran was revealed. And you will hear khutbas and stories about Ka'b ibn Malik. When the Prophet ﷺ came from Tabuk, the ones who did not join, they started giving excuses to the Prophet ﷺ. And Prophet ﷺ accepted their excuses. But it's between them Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah revealed the ayat. Ka'b ibn Malik came to the Prophet ﷺ. And he could not lie. He could not just come up with an excuse. He said it out there. He said, the moment I was ready, on that day when you left, I have everything. I have everything that's ready. I have my camel. I have my horse. It was ready with everything. But the dunya, because of the dunya, I did not go. I have no excuse. I am able and capable to sit on everyone in front of anyone and convince him and tell him a story to convince him. So I will be excused but I will not do it in front of you because I know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reveal to you what's in my heart. And he will tell you that I'm lying to you. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did not forget. He told them, go, just go. The others, he just told them, you go. And he told them, Allah will wait and Allah until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Tell us what to do. There were the three. But Ka'b ibn Malik is where it gets interesting. 
So during, while they are waiting for the command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what to do? The Prophet ﷺ asked the Muslimin not to talk to these three. Ka'b ibn Malik is one of them. Then he commanded their wives, not so they don't get a relationship, maternal relationship with their wives. Not to say salam to them. It's getting very difficult on Ka'b. Very difficult. You're living in Al-Madina and your best friends the ones that you were living them for, with them for a long time, they don't say salam to you. You say salam, they don't respond. Your wife, the one she is living with you, you cannot have that relationship. And he was still a young man. All of a sudden, a letter came. Someone is asking and calling for, asking about Ka'b ibn Malik. Who's Ka'b ibn Malik? Where is Ka'b ibn Malik? A savior is coming to him. From where? From the Persians coming and saying, tell him in a letter that, hey, we are seeing and knowing how this man, referring to Prophet Muhammad is humiliating you. Come to us and join us and we'll give you the status that you need. Promise. It's a promise. The status that you want, the status that that's yours. That's how you should be. We will give it to you. We promise you that we will deal with you the way that you should be treated. It's a promise. But Ka'b ibn Malik, the one who did not lie to the Prophet ﷺ, who was thinking as a, a good, a Muslim who should be thinking, he thought, about this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A kafir is coming and promising me a status where I am right now, humiliated. No one is, no one is saying, responding to me with salam. Nothing. Someone is coming and promising me where people might come and be my servants too, if I want. He denied that. And he said, this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where I have to be patient on it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayat and forgive him. And if he forgive the three who told the Prophet وسلم, sincerely, that they have no excuse. Ayat were revealed to that. Test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People, kuffar, are promising him. Promise. We will give you this, we will give you that, we'll make you this, we'll make you that. Giving your current situation, you will be in a better situation. No, but he was thinking of al-akhirah. He was thinking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was not thinking of what's going to happen in this dunya. He was not thinking of that. Another story, Ali bin Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu and his issue with Muawiyah when they were about to fight and the, you know, the, the kuffar, they know this. They know that Ali and Muawiyah radiyallahu anhu, there is a dispute, there is an issue between them. So a letter comes from the Persians again to Muawiyah. If you need help, we will help you against your cousin. If you need help, he's a problem. He's causing issues to you, for you. He's dividing you and he's not giving you a full authority over the Muslims. We will help you. We will do that for you. What was the response of Muawiyah? No, by Allah. 
No, by Allah. I will go and consult with my cousin and come and attack you. That's the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's someone who thinks about the akhirah, not thinks about the dunya. The akhirah, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more important than the promises of this dunya. The promises of people of power, the promises of authorities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more important in their minds and their lives than the promises that they get in this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, in Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 120 says, Promises them. He promises them. And he gives them hopes. And the shaytan doesn't give them except false hopes. And gharura it's not just a false hope that you think. He will tell you, yes, I can do it for you. Yes, you will be able to do this. Oh, Kaab, I will give you this status. You're the one who's humiliated now. You will be at the top. You will be a leader. You will be well respected. You'll be this, you'll be that. Muawiyah, you are fighting with your cousin. I will get rid of him and make sure that he have control over everything. Just compromise. Compromise on the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's easy and simple. Easy like that. But Allah says, This is just false hopes. The shaitan will give them false hopes. Yes, you might be getting something in this dunya, but in the akhirah, what are you getting? The anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The severe punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this. Why am I bringing this? We the Muslims here, and the Muslims that internationally, we give excuses to ourselves. When it comes to compromising the deen for benefits that are promises of shaitan. Promises of shaitan. Just two days ago, Trump gave the promise to the king of Morocco, who was supposed he is called the Amir al-Mu'mineen, he calls himself the Amir al-Mu'mineen, to give him control over a land that's part of Morocco, which is part of Morocco, in order for what? To have peace with the Zionist state. To have a diplomatic relationship with the Zionist state. A land that already belongs to Muslims, a land under the current world, under the divided in Islam, which I don't accept the division among the Muslim lands, and we should not be accepting the division among the Muslim lands, Someone comes and promises you that hey, you will have control over it. And I'll make sure that Morocco, this will be under the authority of Morocco. But hey, go and have a peace treaty with the Zionist. Go and have that diplomatic relationship and economic relationship and all of that with the Zionists who are. They're the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ones who killed the prophets. The ones who are occupying our blessed land. The ones who are dishonoring our sisters, the ones who are doing all kinds of treasures against the Muslims. But because these people, the kings and the ones around them, they don't care about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't think like Ka'b ibn Malik. They don't think like Muawiyah, Rabbi Allah 
they think about this dunya, and they think this shaitan who's sitting there, what he's promising them is the right thing. And the shaitan is anything. The shaitan is someone who comes and tells you, you do this for me, I will give you this. And when you're doing something against what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is the shaitan. That's the gurur that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about in the Quran. And that's where we the Muslims, where our aqidah, our deen, our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be strong in order to go and against all of these temptations, against all of these promises. We have to go against it. Because in the dunya, it's going to fail. In the akhirah, it's failure in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's international. We the Muslims here, we are promised many things. Many things. Go and vote. Assimilate. And you will get the status. You will be in the Congress. You will have representation. You will have halal deals. You will have halal certificates. You will have this. You will have that. But go and do. One, two, three, four. وَمَا يَعِدُّهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا Go and do one, two, three, four, that this pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I can give you something, so you can get something that's tangible to you in this dunya. You might get it. You might. The Muslims here for 30, 40, 50, 60 years, how long they've been working on engaging in a political process? What's the outcome? Still they are minorities. Still they've been taken advantage of. Still, they're looked at as minority and taken advantage of. Nothing else. And what's worse is the next generation is losing their Islam. Next generation is losing their Islam because of the compromise mentality that we have. We compromise everything for the sake of this dunya. We compromise our deen for the sake of this dunya. We don't think like Kaab. When he, has, when he thought, well, this is a test, that this offer that's coming to me is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I should be standing with the haqq, I should be standing with what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that's what's important. Anything else is just warura. It's just a false promise. False hope. False hope. Ibad Allah, aqul qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum fa yafuzat. Astaghfirin, astaghfirullah. الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Brothers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about this compromise They would like you to compromise so they will compromise That's, that's their nature They don't have They don't have the kafar the ones who don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't have that solid base, that solid understanding, that solid deen, that solid aqidah, that tells them stick to your deen and do this. They don't have that. We the Muslims are the ones that we have it. So but they are the ones who are always coming and going to compromise because they have no solid basis. They have no solid basis in anything. So compromise is part of their life. So it's up to us 
We, the Muslims, how we are going to respond to that compromise? It happened at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Go and read the seer of the Prophet ﷺ. Many times, many incidents. And two incidents I just mentioned to you. And our current situation, each one of us knows an example of the compromise that comes. And he must be living it and seeing it around him. If he's not seeing it, open your eyes and look from the lens of Islam. And then you will see that, yes, that's a compromise that we should not be doing. And if we do and we continue doing, then our deen here is just going to be rituals. We gather for Salat al-Jum'ah, we go for Salat al-Fajr, Salat al-Isha, and we gather in the masjid, and we go and pray tarawih, and khalas, wassalamu alaykum, and that's it. It's over. It's not going to be the deen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it to be, the supreme on top of all deens. The deen in which we live our life by it. Not we live our life through it. We live our life by it. By every aspect of this deen. I will not be taken advantage of the deen to achieve things in this dunya. That's not the way that a Muslim should be thinking. He should be thinking how I should be taking this dunya, living this dunya, so I gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the akhirah. And I spread this deen, I understand this deen, and make sure this deen is conveyed to my children and grandchildren and to all community in the right and the best way. And the right way is what's in the Quran and the Sunnah. The right way is not this sheikh way or that sheikh way or this alim way or that alim way. The right way is the way that the Prophet conveyed. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events. Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.